Hello, this is Ian McShane. This is old Ian McShane. You may know me from my work on American Gods or Deadwood. And what I want you to do, this is the real Ian McShane. We can't get in trouble for, for using his voice likeness, which is my voice. Alex's voice, really. We can't get in trouble for using it for advertising for HouseOfDecline.com and Patreon.com slash HouseOfDecline. Go over there right now and give us as much money as you can possibly give, you cocksucker. You know, I've been watching some Deadwood lately, so I've been been doing my William McShane, uh, my Ian McShane and William Sanderson voices over and over again, you know, talking to each other, going back and forth. Get, get more money, more money chasing tail in the saloon. Well, I don't know how we can gather that much. You cocksucker, I'm not a cocksucker. Yeah, Who's that mean. guy? That's William Sanderson. No, 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 no. The guy who said the the other guy with the funnier voice. Ian McShane? No. <laughs> the guy he's talking to. Oh, William Sanderson. Oh. I forget oh. his character's name. Oh, he talk he really talks like that, huh? Yeah, yeah, William Sanderson. He talks like that in every movie. He's in Blade Runner. I've mentioned I mentioned William Sanderson every episode because it's one of the few voices that I can do. I really? can do I can do a passable William Sanderson impression. He was in True Blood. He was he was the sheriff on True Blood. He's been a lot of other stuff too. He's a great character actor. Oh, okay. I know this guy. This There's guy so many is... great characters. Yeah. You have Keith Carradine on that show, and he's Wild Bill Hickok. He's going. You have a cunt face. I hate your cunt face. Your mouth looks like a cunt. You know. Being really, really just a great collection of voices and character actors on Deadwood. I can. I just just like. Going through the episodes, I, I repeat the lines that they say after each other because I have so much fun imitating their voices. It's hard to imitate Timothy Oliphant. He's got sort of a neutral, a neutral southern boy tone, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, he's kind of a neutral actor. Yeah. Oh, that's why he's so good. I, I'm shocked that we never got, like, the big Timothy Oliphant starring vehicle, like the big Oscar vehicle for Timothy Oliphant, because he is, like, in my mind, he is a big movie star. You know, even though he was a TV star, but he has, like, all the potential to be, like, a Cary Grant-style movie star. But we just never, you know, we just never picked up the gears on Timothy Oliphant for some reason. Well, he's a little flat. I mean... Yeah, I guess maybe too neutral is his problem. He's too he's too much of a blank. But he's not even a blank. He's, he's sort of goofy. I loved him. And did you see the Santa Clarita diet? I tried. I couldn't really get into it didn't get into no. it was it too annoyingly written i like timothy oliphant when he's playing timothy oliphant mm -hmm. um, that's pretty much the only time i've liked him mm -hmm. i'd watched like the first five seasons of deadwood and i almost mm -hmm. finished it but i did not finish deadwood and are there five seasons i thought there were only three seasons of deadwood oh really okay i watched how i, I watched know. like like no there's five Hold, okay. hold on, House of Decline fact check. And we're, we're, we're doing some we're doing some live fact checking right now. This is what you get because we're politics streamers now. Yep. And on oh, on politics streams, it, no, it's three seasons. They did make a movie recently. I read an article about the movie. I'm pretty sure it's five seasons. It's three seasons. Three seasons. Why are you fighting me on this? I haven't pulled Stop up. Stop fighting a, me on this. We're politics a, streamers oh now, so we're fighting God. constantly. The, the Chinese government has redacted seasons four and five from the internet. <laughs> All right. It was, yeah, it, it, they were edited for China. Now you cannot, you cannot find them anymore. There used to be five seasons. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, 
I read an article in the New Yorker about the movie because um, yeah. I'm pretty sure, if I'm not wrong, if I'm not misremembering something else, the the writer of Deadwood is like got Alzheimer's and was trying oh, no, to not David Milch was trying to finish it and is like dying as he's writing it and like so these are like a dying man's words and that's why the movie's really good. But okay. I might be wrong. Okay. You want to fact check me? You want to do a house? We would verify that New Yorker. Well, let's just say all of these movies are a dying man's words. You know, I love the Fablemans because Steven Spielberg is dying, and it was a di- dying man's words. You know, I I, I love I love uh, uh, Smiling Friends because everyone involved in Smiling Friends is dying. You know, they're just dying constantly. That that would be like a big a good pitch for your show. All of the crew. You know how like Ricky Gervais has that show about like hospice care that we mentioned Afterlife and yeah, you know, it's, it's I recommend that. that. But this is the show where every crew member and every cast member is dying. <laughs> is like they have a disease. We have vetted them for a disease. It's going to be like Mike Flanagan's Midnight Club. You know, only they weren't. They were only fake dying in that. We're going to have real. Dying people. So okay? I am not. I uh, House of Decline fact check has rolled in. It's a little bit slow these days. I got to update the bots. I got to tippy typey yeah. all yeah. around, you know. And David Milch was diagnosed with Alzheimer's in 2015. Oh wow, that's and the movie came out in 2019. Um, so it's not. It's a capstone for his career. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he's like he's not doing well. That sucks. It sucks about David Mil- Milch. Milch? Milch? Milch. I don't know how Milch. to say his name. But very talented, obviously, an incredibly talented writer. Deadwood is a fantastic show. And Alzheimer's, you know, it's a, Alzheimer's is a real bitch. It's interesting. I've seen my grandparents. Both of my grandparents have had the two different types of degenerative diseases on my father's side. Uh, my... My grandfather had Parkinson's disease, and my grandmother is now in the throes. I don't think it's full-on Alzheimer's, but she's got dementia for sure, and she has trouble forgetting things, trouble with memory, and, you know, she doesn't know where she is all the time. And, you know, it, it's it's difficult to see. But if I had to choose one, Parkinson's all the way, baby. I would rather be me trapped inside my own body then, you know, have some sort of, like, weird otherworldly spirit inhabit me and, you know, slowly remove all of my memories. You know, if, like, all you are is a collection of memories, then those are the most precious things. So I would like to retain those even if I am, yeah, even if I'm dying. This mm. is, you know, what would you choose? Parkinson's versus Alzheimer's? I choose, I choose, well, it's hard. I don't know. I kind of want to be bold and choose Alzheimer's, um... But that would require arranging my memories mm-hmm. orthogonally to who I am. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this has never been done. It's been attempted by, um, you know, psychonauts, if you will. Yeah. Memory priests, you know, memory mages. We are the memory priests. Yeah, that's that's, that's part a rush. Of my it's a, it's a rush album. concept. I think the pr- first yeah, yeah. person that's tried it has actually was actually Neil Peart. Yeah, um, who to the he, first he, memory priest. You arrange, well, you have to arrange a memory palace and mm-hmm. live in it so well. I mean, you you mm-hmm. probably there's probably techniques to like mitigate dementia or Alzheimer's if you mm-hmm. are one of these like really intense thinky thinky types. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? You know who I mean? Sudokus. Just do a bunch of Sudokus. You'll you know be those, fine. You know those thinky, thinky people? I was thinking about these thinky, thinky people the other day, about mm-hmm. how much thinking and they're doing and, like, thinking and up stuff and doing manipulations. Think, um, thinking people doing manipulations? Oh, yeah. If you weren't thinking, you wouldn't be able to manipulate. That's why all, you like the They're the also, dummies. they're scheming sometimes. Yeah. You, so anyone who's thinking, they're scheming. Yeah, and that's, I, that's what well, you're saying. So and I was so what I was thinking about was like, I used to be sort of a little interested in what the thinky thinky people were doing with their schemes and manipulations when I was a teen, and I that yeah, kind of stuff like seemed, the Frankfurt School. Well, it's like you know, like the esoteric, <laughs> like the esoteric mystics, like those kinds of people. Oh yeah, like uh, like uh, uh, the Kabbalah people. Well, okay, so the thinky thinky people are like people who would join the Freemasons. Okay, that's who you're. That's who the thinky, thinky people They're are. The an example. Scientologists, okay. another example. Like a Scientologist is is a prime example of this type of person, where they're thinking too much. That's their problem. Hmm. You know. It sounds like when you're saying the thinky, thinky people, you it's a, a, you're equating them to uh, the people who are susceptible to cult mentality, or the people who well, are. Well, uh, not everyone who joins a cult is a victim. <laughs> all right that's a very bold statement okay seriously sure dude, some, some people some, just want to be want to be mother some of the cult, cult members are assholes okay yeah and they're there <laughs> hey because... just because we're putting cult members on blast okay <laughs> just because you were in a cult doesn't mean we have to have compassion for you okay? well you get a lot of people joining cults also just for the victimhood status which is really despicable <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the yeah, these the, the everyone wants to be a cult member now because they think it'll give them some sort of purchase online. They'll say, my opinion matters more because I actually was in a cult. Okay, you yeah. know I am the victim. I, I know someone on Twitter who does who says that kind of shit. Okay, I, and it's fe- it's hilarious because if if another like so called cult expert comes along and just tries to dispute them on some topic, like actually Aum Shinrikyo. Did not they did not all jump in tandem holding hands and they actually did separately jumped like so they stochastically jumped you know and they'll be like no I was in a cult I know them more I've seen that I've seen that online <laughs> it's very funny it's very funny one upping someone with your act because if I was in a cult if I had successfully extracted myself from a cult I would never talk about that shit I would like keep keep a <laughs> lid on that right away so it's very it's very uh, nice to see people you know proudly. Uh, uh, proudly uh, bla- emblazoning their cult status, their their cult victims <laughs> status, all over the internet, uh, and using it for clout. Clout uh, and the thinky thinky people. When those combine, you get video streamers. <laughs> right? I don't know the uh, uh, so yeah, video streaming, politics streaming specifically is in the news now because. Uh, we talk about her a lot. We've talked about her more than I would ever thought we'd talk about her, but she keeps being so relevant in terms of identifying the zeitgeist and just what is what is specifically weird about living in the world and online today, and it's Keffels. Keffels has uh, continued to have a, a strange downfall. Uh, uh, what was it? It's sort of an I left the left thing, or she refuses to stop saying the R word, and then she started doing like... Uh, asking for lore requests on her detractors on her on her subreddit or something like that lore requests is that a new term for um doxing 
or is it yeah, made well, up? Yeah, it's a term for like finding. I I think this is a thing in her community where she has like lore. She she posts lore requests on one of her detractors. It's usually some a right wing person like the quartering or something like that. But uh, what's the quartering? Is that know, the quarter? Is, is that like a reference to that method of execution where you split someone in quarters using horses and ropes? It's probably a much lamer reference than that, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> I, I don't know anything about these. Like, I used to be very invested in, like, monitoring right-wing pundits, oh. you know. There's, like, a brief period in 2016 when everyone fancied themselves Will Sommer. The quartering? The quartering. The quartering? I don't know what this person is, but... Uh, or, like, I don't know, who's even popular anymore? Is Sargon of Akkad still popular anymore? I don't... I think he's lost a lot of cultural cachet. Oh, it's some gigantic conservative account on yeah. Twitter? Okay, whatever. So, the quartering, and, uh, go Yeah, on. but that's who, like, the lore... You, you want to dig up your dirt on your enemies, or whatever, the people mm-hmm. who are... But now she's digging up dirt on, on you know, people that are ostensibly politically aligned with her, but... Uh, oh, so she's, probably, some reason, so she's like on Kiwi Farms being like, give me all the information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's now doing the Kiwi Farms. That's cool. Eventually live long enough to see yourself doing the Kiwi Farms. It only took but, like um, two months? Yeah, well, you know, apparently this has also caused, uh, as has been reported by some other people, uh, by by a new cocaine addiction as well, which is, uh, you know, I, I can't falter for that. If I, if I got a bunch of instant money and fame and a bunch of people hanging on my every word and then I did something that raised my estimation in the eyes of a lot of, in the eyes of a lot of people, in Keffel's case, it was making Kiwi Farms harder to access. Uh, you know, and that earned her a lot of points, and she was, you know, riding high on that feeling, I bet, and also riding high on cocaine. And, uh, you know, this is what happens. This is what happens. I I would do the exact same thing. If I were in, like, politics streaming, my whole bit was, like, I am going to be sort of, like, the angry, persistent voice that is in your corner and, you know, uh, I get all of this goodwill, and along with this goodwill, a whole chunk of change. Instantly, I would go to cooking. Not, like, thank God that the growth of this podcast or Patreon has been, like, not crazy. Because, you know, in many ways, I, I'm very thankful for that, you know. Because I, it hasn't resulted in this accelerated online psychosis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad we don't make any money. <laughs> yeah, we're I know, like the I, hero. I wouldn't want yeah. my friend to get addicted to cocaine. Yeah, I might become cooler though. This, this. What if we? What if we became a much cooler podcast after I became a coke addict? Um, may, do you think the coke would like make you really start promoting the podcast a lot more? Because yeah, I'd probably be a lot more confident <laughs> yeah, okay. with getting guests. Okay. Yeah, I would be like, it's the greatest thing we've ever done greatest thing i've ever we're doing improv on such a fucking high level right now steven we're creating amazing characters like right now i'm creating jim jom the 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 racist ghost and he's and he says he's a ghost that says racist thing he goes boo but only to black people these are amazing cocaine characters that were coming out yeah so the cocaine stuff seems to uh, seems to cause racism 
Yeah, yeah. Have you you ever get a little racist on cocaine? You know, <laughs> people on cocaine get racist. Lots of drugs cause racism. Like uh, when Roseanne took Ambien, and <laughs> yeah, she's that's what they said. It. Valerie, she called Valerie, compared Valerie uh, Valerie Jarrett to one of the Planet of the Apes people. What the fuck, Roseanne? What what the fuck, Roseanne? Come I on. expected so much more out of you, and now she's back, and she's she has pigtail blonde pigtails now, and she's uh, going. My pronouns are screw slash you. Mm, and the, nice. the braying audience <sighs> loves it. They love this shit. But yeah, I, in terms of Keffels, the reason why I think it's interesting or, you know, obviously, you know, don't care about her and give her a lot of wee- leeway. You know, she's an addict. She's been saying some weird, irresponsible stuff. But, you know, I, I don't think you should do any sort of witch hunt on her, you know, and just try and treat her as a person. Uh even if, you know, she's she's not doing things that you like right now. The the other weird thing that she's doing is, like, positioning herself... Tender queer has become her favorite word for, like, bashing people. Uh-huh. Almost like when Lydia Tarr says robots. She uh-huh. calls people robots all the time. Now, her term for, like, anyone who opposes her or is, like, saying bad stuff to her is tender queer. And, you know, uh, especially... Because she got in trouble for using the R word. This is a... And we've... I think we've used the R word on this show before. Only, we're no, no, we're we no ta- saints well, we, in regard to this. We talked about it. It's, we call yeah. it the R slur. The R slur. Right. The yeah. R slur. The R slur. Yes. And, uh... But, yeah. What what seems also weird to me about it is it's just like... A, a miscalculation of her audience as well. Who do you think is in your audience? You know, who do you think, I bet you before you started denigrating them, a bunch of people that you would identify as tender queers probably made up a decent portion of your audience. I mean, it is a lot like Adam Friedland getting mad at his fan base for being transphobic, you know? <laughs> it's like, where did this come from the whole time, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, it's you know, I that's also, because we are, we have a relatively... A niche audience, which is also... I'm glad we're not making money. Again, I'm glad we're not making money on this. Oh, well, if well, we ever do start money making money, that's when I'm going to quit. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Sorry, I can't... I'm, I'm allergic to money. Hell yeah. no. <laughs> I, I, I get jobs, and they're like, hey, can we set up direct deposit? And I'm going to say, nope. I, no. You save your money. I'm here for the experience. <laughs> I'm here for exposure, okay? I'm, I'm working at this McDonald's for the exposure. I'm allergic to money. I love answering the phone. Mm-hmm. That's how I got such uh, yeah. a good radio voice. Yeah, you, you were, you all the time, you were just working for free in all those call centers, you know, convincing people to buy globes. You were a globe salesman. Thank you for calling Extremely Tiny Dick Insurance. This is Steven. Right. How may I help you? <laughs> oh, I need insurance for my extremely tiny penis. Ah, jeez. My penis is so small, and I'm, what if it ever got bigger? I'm afraid it might get bigger. I need insurance in case that happens. Well, are you looking for liability only, in case your penis does something to someone else? Or are you looking for physical damage coverage, uh, in case something happens lo- to your What extremely- I'm looking for is embiggening insurance. Embiggening. I don't want my penis to be any bigger than it actually is. It is, is the perfect size right now. It is compact. It is like, it is like a little tool that I use. It's like a little Swiss Army knife, except it only does one thing. 
And yeah, I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid it's going to get bigger. Embiggening is so dangerous that we actually don't cover and provide this type of coverage. You're going to have to go to Lloyd's of London. Oh, no. this is terrible. They're all the way in London. I'm going to go all the way to England. You can you can actually just call them. Well, yeah, but, you know, how are they going to know I have a tiny penis? You know, they're going to want to know I have a tiny penis. Well, you if, if you have a scanner, you can sort of lie. lie. You can sort of, like, hump the scanner and sc do a scan of your t very tiny penis. I, and I, I, I'm, I don't like technology. I'm a Luddite. Uh. I, have a I have a tiny penis and I'm a Luddite, you know? Those two things don't go together. Technology, that's that's for the average penis. That That is something for the average penis. I don't like it that much. <laughs> Dude, insurance this is so cool. We should just talk. The rest of the so show cool. is about insurance. There, Yeah, insurance. Well, it is funny reducing people to numbers. Fight Club taught me that. That's mm -hmm. what's fun about Fight Club. Yeah, the actuaries. Yeah. They're like the act so the actuaries are the are the um Morlocks basically and everyone else in the insurance company is what's the other one in that HG Wells? Uh, in in the war not in the time machine. Yeah, it's the it's Morlocks, the Morlocks and, the, and, and and like the Quiffs or something. And we the, the, the uh what is it? It's doing another patented House of Decline fact check. We're looking up the time machine by HG Wells. H J H G Wells. Wells. H uh, the the Eloi. The fair Eloi. child like Eloi Elo okay, Eloi. Yeah. So yeah, the actuaries are like doing actuarial tables. No one knows what it means. You're not mm. allowed to look them in the eye when they uh when they walk by. It's really crazy. Um they're they're treated like they're like weird freak magicians. Well, they kind of are, in a way. They are determining the value of life itself. They're, like, determining the frequency with which events happen in every location on Earth. Mm-hmm. It's like, like, Lloyd's of London is, like, the type of place you go to if you're like, we need to transport the biggest ruby known to man across the sea, and we need to insure it for $200 million dollars. Lloyds of London is the they're the ones that pop up and they're like, okay, we'll do it for and they come up with a number and it's all based on a series of actuarial tables based on like the frequency of events on the Atlantic Ocean, like typhoons, like butterfly mm -hmm. effect, you know? The yeah. actuaries are figuring out every physical event in the world. And they are the smartest people on earth. They're the thinky thinky people. Yeah, they are the thinky-thinky people, which is why they're so susceptible to politics streaming. Yeah, and now they've yeah. been just very disrupted by this new eruption, if you will, yeah. in the uh, streaming community. <laughs> uh, well, how does uh, how does insurance tie back to Keffels? We're, we're bringing it back to Keffels. It's all about Keffels this episode. Uh, scandals? No, um, Multiple scandals? <laughs> Multiple scandals, yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> But they're not even, you know, good scandals. And it's not even, it's stuff that she can recover from. Uh, I, like, th this is not like, you don't need Olivia Pope in on this Keffel stuff. She could, she just needs to take some time off, say sorry, try to, try to do right. This is very recoverable. She's not in, she's not in total bridge burning mode yet. Although maybe she is, maybe I'm underestimating it. But I, I think uh, to an earlier point I didn't really get to is why I think she is so emblematic of 
the time we are in right now or why this is the story is it it is the Lydia Tar story you know you you do something you get beloved for one reason or another and that sort of massive outpouring of public love that is inherently separate from who you are privately um who you you know really are the the sort of fragile emotional base of your character when that interacts with this image of yourself as being this publicly adulated figure, it creates this sense of invincibility or invulnerability. And that sense of I can do no wrong is what eventually takes you down. You know, losing the loss of doubt, the loss of self-doubt can be a very uh, uh, damaging thing. And that is sort of the that that is the parlance of our times you know the loss of self doubt the complete inability to question your own knowledge and where you're coming from you know that's the problem with the q people like the the they have like this it's like an epistemological roadblock it's like saying that all of the knowledge because i'm feeling good right now i am i have all the knowledge i will ever need you know and it sort of equates those two feelings and, uh, you, you know, you need to preserve that little part of you that says, maybe I'm wrong. That always needs to be in your head or else you're going to do wacky stuff like this. And I think if you if you were to like diagnose one thing that is the problem, it's people have lost that voice now more than ever, I think, um, because of a lot of factors, you know, the self-reinforcing bubbles of social media uh, the the egomaniacal quality of our media economy. Everyone's trying to be a face and a talking head and a figure that you're supposed to look up to or adulate in some sort of way. And that's that's like uh, because so much of our economy is geared towards that, or so much, especially if you're on social media as much as I am. Um, you know, that's what creates these these situations where someone gets built up and then taken down. And it just happens over and over and over and over again. But uh, something like that happened. The reason why I was sick yesterday, I can even go, this this podcast is coming out a little late. I was sick yesterday, but it wasn't a physical illness. I was sick because someone had posted some nasty comments, some nasty quote tweets on my stuff, and I didn't respond. Uh, mm. Usually it's easy to ignore those. Because it's usually coming from some weird right-wing guy or uh, someone like that. But this person was ostensibly someone within the same circle as I am. Yeah. A lot of a lot of followers, a lot of shared followers. And um, that hurts a little more because it's like uh, we, you should you, uh, you you should give me a chance. Come on, I'm basically just like you in a lot of ways, you know. So it's like it's like seeing a mirror version of yourself give voice to all of your most negative thoughts about yourself, um, which is and, you know, ultimately, who cares you, if you put yourself out there and if you have as many followers as I do on Twitter, people are not going to like you for whatever reason, sometimes for very good reasons. And there's nothing you can do about it. You just have to accept it and be like, well, ah, that's the game. What you gonna do? Um and but I don't know, for some reason, it made me sick. All I could do is be consumed with the idea someone out there is mean to me 
and they're getting likes on their post about being mean to me. I'm so fucked up. I'm so sad. I'm so fucked up. And uh, yeah, obviously, incredibly dumb. Incredibly dumb that I can let this shit get to me. And that was just one comment, you know? How do these fucking politics streamers do it when they have these waves of people just saying you're a piece of shit constantly? Especially, like, people that are in their camp and who they should be concerned with winning over. You know, like, just one of these was enough to send me spiraling into, like, this, this shameful, like, oh, I'm, a, I'm a piece of shit, I don't do anything great, I'm not good. Uh, and, you know... It, and to whoever this person is, yeah, that's fine. You know, it's fine that you don't care. I don't, it doesn't matter. It's fine that you don't like it. It's, that's, that's what happens. Um, but yeah, the, the desire to subject yourself to that constantly, um, which is also like the, the, like something that I stopped doing was being confrontational on Twitter as well. Like going, some people are good at that. Some people excel at that. They have the ability to emotionally deal with it and like leave it alone but i get so i get so goddamn mad i get so frustrated i get so road ragey and that the sustaining of that level of like of of heightened uh, emotion especially like on top of a coke addict too which will not help that heightened emotion like eh, it sounds like hell like <laughs> I, I don't want to go through what she's going through right now it seems like really bad and which is why I still sort of uh, empathize with with Keffels. You got to take psychedelics when you go on the Internet. Yeah. You'll be way nicer to everybody. Mm -hmm. You just want to be friends with people. Yeah. You don't care what other people are posting so much that you got to say something mean to them. Because, yeah. like, you have to go seek it out. You know, I have to turn on my phone and go look for shit on my phone to get mad at. Mm-hmm. But I think people like, they get addicted to that rush, because it's a, you get a rush. Yeah. It's like a yeah. way to give yourself drugs. Mm hmm But you're doing mind drugs of, like, adrenaline and rage and... Yeah. Um, they know that. The creators know that. Our creators. Our creators. The I mean, creators. we're becoming, uh, this was set on... Trillbilly is a great podcast, but uh, we're becoming cyborgs, especially with AI. Mm -hmm. We're entrusting part of our minds to computers, and we're saying we're not going to think anymore. We're going to do what the computer says. Mm -hmm. There's a guy on uh, YouTube who's doing an experiment sort of like that. He's, he's, doing, he's living his life according to what the AI tells him. So he goes okay. around and asks the AI on his phone what he should do in every situation and then does what the AI says. That's a little disturbing. That's cool. It's like uh, it Dax told him Flame. to kill. So it's this guy, Dax Flame, who was one of okay. the original YouTube stars. He became popular in like 2005, maybe? No, okay. no, no. Later than that. YouTube came out late, a little later than that. I don't know. It came out in 2005, but it didn't get big until like 2007, 2000. He became, he was, so he was doing uh, video blogs of his life in middle school and then high school. And he was an extremely awkward kid, but it wasn't clear if he was playing an extremely awkward kid or if he actually was extremely awkward. Mm -hmm. And it's still unclear, and he's still on YouTube, and he's sort of uh, trying to have a, a career in media, and this is his new thing. I urge you to go look at it, because it's fun. 
Um, he's very weird. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're we're like the thing. Like, uh, how much of whatever mean comment? Like, you that could have been a computer bot. That could have been one of them robots. Yeah, it's because like the tar thing calling them robots. We don't know. The, the, that's the thing about like the online comments. We don't know if they're real or not. Mm -hmm. Someone could have been like, had you know, asked the AI to write a mean tweet about you, mm -hmm. and then uh, and then just you know put that out there. Yeah, it's funny because you know you want to refrain from using like the NPC meme or that these people don't actually exist, but it, nowadays. It, it's very true. Yeah, they are. They could very well be literal NPCs, literal programmed people that, you know, because you're only interacting on this digital medium with people, they might as well be as real as the real people that you interact with. Because, you know, that's that's your only experience of others is through this digital medium. So uh, these robots essentially do become people. Yeah, but I mean, you know, people are people are robots in general or very determinist sometimes, you know? Sure, yeah, that's why just, we are jokingly just a bunch called chemical reactions. Yeah, man, it's easy to predict humans. If you had like a map, if you had like the guide to humans, if you had like the Prima's official strategy guide to to autonomic and metabolic functions, you know, you could figure out what I was going to do. You could figure out exactly when I was going to shit. Which is a very, <laughs> that would be very useful information to me. I would pay a lot of money. If, if we could yeah. figure out when everyone was going to shit. Yeah. Then you could, your scheduling would be so much easier because you knew exactly what you could schedule it around the times you knew you were yeah. going to shit. We could sell that and, technology to the army. Yeah. I bet the army would, really wants to know when people are going to have to take a shit. Because that would be the easiest time to depose them. That would yeah. be the easiest time to shoot them yeah. when they're on the can. Or, uh, but that's when everyone would learn, everyone would just learn how to shit and shoot at the same time. <laughs> uh, can't, you can't take a poop. You have to be, you have to be crouching with your little, with your gun. Uh, <laughs> I actually, now I really want to shit with a loaded gun in my hand. That's a, that's an experience I would like just being on the toilet, just pointing, pointing a loaded pistol forward in front of me and being like, yeah, you should go out in public and do that. Yeah, I think people would really... <laughs> people might really respond to that. Just pull down, drop trow at the park. With a loaded with gun. My, with a gun, yeah, with a loaded gun in front of me. I'm shitting! I'm crazy! Whoa! <laughs> ain't nobody come... Ain't nobody knows when I'm gonna shit. You can't, and you can't do... No one can do anything about it because you have a loaded yeah. gun. Yeah. No one has ever been able to take down a person with a loaded gun before. Well, it's all very hard. It's very yeah, hard. Definitely. It's very no, hard. Yeah. I mean, how would you even do it? Um, but I would come from behind. Obviously. Come from behind. Yeah, yeah come from behind. Strategy. I would use distraction. I would just I'd say, "Hey, is that your mom over there?" And they would. I would point, and they'd be like, "Mom, what?" I, I, run up I and hit him. I know how to improve Keffel's stream. I think I know how to get it back in the good grace. She should always be pointing a loaded gun towards the camera. I would do. I would say. 
um, threaten to kill yourself on stream constantly. Yeah, would be a good, <laughs> yeah that would be. I've often, I've often thought of that strategy <laughs> of like getting Patreon dollars by, I am going to fucking kill myself yeah, if on. you don't subscribe to the Patreon. It's called fundraising. Have you heard of it? Yeah. It's called fundraising. That's what it is. It, there would have been such a doing like a huge gala and like all the socialites are there and it's just me holding a gun to my head. We have to raise money for Alzheimer's or I am going to fucking kill myself. We do because that's the one I picked. That's yes, that is the one. <laughs> you were you were so recently affected by it. You were so recently affected by your your David Milch knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. don't uh, don't want to get that. So. Um... What's next? What's the next topic? Did we? What's prepare? the next topic did we prepare after, after another Jeff topic? And we did prepare. Files. Well, there is one that I had, Mike, because um, it also dovetails nicely. Um, uh -huh. I sent you uh, uh, the video on Twitter. Maybe you can cue it up. Oh, see if you did? can cue it up. Yeah, there was a there was a video I sent on Twitter, um, and it is of this VTuber, not a oh, politics yeah. streamer, but a gaming YouTuber, uh -huh. and she played Hogwarts Legacy and then got a bunch of hate. And it's it's a VTuber, I should say. And if you don't know what a VTuber is, it's a it's an anime character uh, 3D model that is mapped to a person's mouth movement so that when the person speaks, the anime character speaks. Yeah. And it's a very popular form of streaming and and uh, game game let's play watching. I don't think let's plays exist anymore because it just got replaced with streaming. But. Uh, of course they exist. They they exist. Of so you want to watch exist. this video? Yeah, this video is just, uh, it, it, I, I need to describe it because this is obviously an audio medium. So it's this anime character who's always smiling. It's like the, she has fox ears. She's got big breasts and they're bouncing constantly. And this is the VTuber apologizing, not apologizing, uh, just like cry, crying after being like sent death threats for playing Hogwarts Legacy or something like that. So. Yep. I don't know if she was sent death threats or anything, but uh, cue it up, Stephen. Let's hear the audio. Let's go. Let's hear it. All right. Uh, the producer is going to turn on the audio right now. Yeah. <laughs> and harassment and doxing and people doxing my friends and like <laughs> so much horrible, vile things all from streaming a fucking video game. <laughs> it's just insane like <laughs> hey it breeds hey and it doesn't help anyone and i don't know i i got to the point where i was i was sick of seeing hatred all over and guilt tripping on random art tweets it's literally like they gang up on so many random tweets about valentine's day or art or Automated posts, <laughs> like, they, they want to post so much negativity everywhere and I just got sick of it. So I block people because I just wanted breathing room. That's it. I yeah, love that backing so, track. I love that backing track. What was she talking about? I was listening to the backing track. <laughs> yeah, it's so perfect, too, because there's this there's this like bouncy anime music going on in the background as well. She's having this tearful Mia culpa. The character always smiles. The character can never stop smiling. It is constantly in a rictus grin and it has those big dead anime eyes and the heaving bosoms like it's all this perfect concoction to make this uncanny 
uh, you know, uh, like weird uh, robot evil thing. You know, the the combining of of person and machine in this unsavory fashion. Uh, I tell you what I really like the AI for, though, is those Joe Biden voice voice deep fakes. I'm really enjoying a lot of those. You doing some? I, I'm not doing any. There's there's enough people doing those Where do that you I get have no... Deep, I, th I used to do... I did some of that with rap. Uh, you could generate rap in the style of... Uh, I did some of that audio generation. Um, where are you where mm -hmm. you get that done? Where we could do that on the show? So we could get Joe Biden saying stuff. Listen, you, Jack, you should subscribe to House of Decline. Yeah, where do you get we that deep fake audio that. done? Uh, deep fake audio? Deep fake audio. I, dot I don't com? know where you get it done. Is there a deep fake audio Deepfakeaudio.com. Yeah. Uh, what what would be what would you get Joe Biden to say once you master this deep fake voice technology? I mean, uh, go to patreon.com slash house of decline, Jack. Yeah, <laughs> that would be the funniest possible thing for Joe Biden to say <laughs> is to advertise our show. Yeah. Uh, what what else? Uh, they have him saying uh, rap lyrics, and they have him like uh, there was one where he was. Uh, they had transcribed a debate about whether at the drive-in is new metal or not. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're not at the drive-in is not new metal. They are emo or I don't know what they're even. I don't know what genre you would call them. Uh, but they're not new metal. They don't have a DJ. They don't have a, they, you need a, a hip hop element. You need a turntablism or scratching elements in it. That's sort of what defines new metal. Oh, I was, I was, I heard Murder Brian was talking about this on his Twitter. He was saying that uh, someone had rated the big four new metal bands mm -hmm. as Slipknot, uh, it's, uh, it's Slipknot, Limp Bizkit's Corn, and System of Down. Yeah. And System of Down, obviously, they're not new metal because they don't have a DJ. They yeah. don't have a DJ. Yeah. They needed Deftones in there. Deftones should have been in there. Mm. Yeah, they don't have a DJ. They just have a guy with a really weird beard. Yeah. Two that, guys with really weird beards. Yeah. Four guys with really weird beards, actually. <laughs> they're, they're, it's, they're all weird beards. They're good. They're good at... I mean, they. I bet one of them could DJ. I bet one of them could... Do you think they know? Maybe we should call them or... We should, yeah, we should ring up. Hey, you guys need a DJ to qualify. Hello, this is Serge Tankian <laughs> of System of a Down. I am talking to you. What uh, would you like to know about Serge? Uh, have you put anything on the table? Or what? What do you do? If you listen to the song, you would know. Oh. It's the keys. You put the keys put on the, the keys upon the table. On the table? Okay. Um... You guys need to use a turntable, my dude. I don't like hip-hop music. I am racist. Search. <laughs> Search. Shit. Shit. Hang up. <laughs> Hang up on him. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah no. I, I think John Dolmayan is the racist. I, don't, I shouldn't call John Dolmayan racist. I don't know. He is right-wing, though. It's funny. It's got to be funny uh, to be at, like, the System of a Down band rehearsals where you got Dolmayan sparring with Tankian. Why do you leave the keys upon the table? That's what it is. Yeah. Here you here you go, create another fable. What's that song about? <laughs> I don't um, I never understood what that song it, it why was. Why were the, they chastising for leaving the keys upon the table? I mean, I think they shouldn't have put this song out there because it, it talks about suicide and I think it really got 
put suicide in the minds of a lot of millennial children who heard it for the first time. And they were like, oh, what's that? Oh, yeah. the, they had the never media, heard the word suicide. The media before. wants me to kill myself. Okay, mm-hmm. and then they did, and then that was these why Armenians I... want me to kill myself. All right, all right. <laughs> I said the media, not Armenians. These are the, Arme- <laughs> the Armenian the, media. The media, yeah, the social Armenians, media. social social Armenia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that uh, yeah. Uh, I what was the first time I, I thought of suicide as a concept? That's an interesting question. When was the first time you learned you can kill yourself? For me, and it that's was a thing Trop that Suey by System of a Down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I think I was like shocked and perturbed and really dismayed. And I had to like, what is suicide? I'm like, oh, <gasps> you can do that? No. I didn't know you could do that. Why would someone do yeah, and then you learn, oh, the, the horrors. Right, yeah, oh. 10 years later when you're, you're like 16, you're like, I have acne. I, I'm putting on chop suey by system of a down because of my acne, <laughs> because I want to kill myself. And that's mm-hmm. uh, what being a teenager is like. Yeah, that is. You listen to a lot of suicide songs. Uh, <laughs> you like, certainly do. I, I think actually the the first time I heard that uh, the first time I knew about suicide was because of Soundgarden because of the song like suicide yeah, which uh, my my dad one. would relentlessly play super unknown in the car and was just absorbing all of this incredibly dark music oh that's when I was why, a young lad that's why you have a bias against Soundgarden and audio I love Soundgarden I love it I, I used to I had I had a reactionary phase where I disliked Soundgarden and audio slave but now I mean, I'm back to loving um, Soundgarden and audio Soundgarden slave. is redeemed by Kim Thail a lot of the time being a weirdo yeah He's a great guitarist. Love Kim Thayil's guitar playing. But all audio, the, all the, everyone in that band was great. Like I don't, I don't understand Audio Slave that. I, I like them sort of, but I yeah, that it feels um, like it was market researched and focus group tested. Like Audio Slave, like they're like we're gonna. How can we like really make sure this is a hit? It it really seems manufactured. Um. The production yeah. sucks. <laughs> they had some good riffs. I like some of the riffs. The riffs are okay, but the production of Audio Slave sucks. But they're like, what don't you like from, about it? This is from a guy who was listened to Cochise a lot of times. Yeah, it's a great. That's a great riff, Cochise. And presumably it is about the indigenous leader. I I'd never I never seriously studied the lyrics of Cochise. <laughs> but they study them yeah. in college now. There's actually a, a Chris Cornell class. You can major in, audio. You, can, you can major in Chris Cornell studies. I went to Cornell and I majored in Cornell. <laughs> yeah. I got I got into my back I got into my safety school. It's actually been yeah. banned in Florida. You cannot study Chris Cornell in Florida. Because <laughs> it makes people too sad. They, think, makes, about, they think about suicide. They kill much, themselves. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It was the system of a down. That was the system of a down law. You it's know, the because so of many down people law for Florida were killing themselves. Yeah. yeah. So all mentions of suicide in media have been, have been chopped out. Instead, you can only refer to homicide. Florida's talk crazy about. right now, dude. They're just like tearing books out of libraries. Yeah. They're doing the book burnings, like what the Nazis did. Yeah, it's cool how, like, the next Republican president is supposed to come from, he's the guy doing all that, and everyone is like, yeah, Tim, we love him. 
Thank yeah, goodness. He's done. Ron DeSanctimonious? Forget about Me- it. He's not running. I, Meatball Ron has finally come upon us. Uh, Trump denounced Meatball Ron, actually. He's going with, officially with Ron DeSanctimonious. That's a big mistake. Yeah, it's not It's not as, it's not as uh, Are you uh, kidding? punchy that's a, as Meatball Ron. That's a big mistake. Yeah. Trump has made well, a huge mistake. I don't understand why he should call him Lazy Ron DeSantis because he looks like uh, I, I fit. That's my that would be my Trump pitch. For I like Ron, Ron to suck ass. Ron, Ron to suck ass. That's not a, a Trump wouldn't say that though. I think he. It'd probably, be funny if he did. He would say Ron to suck ass. He, I, He's always sucking asses. People are always asking him how many asses can you suck. I think he's gonna come up with it. I think he's maybe maybe he's taking Meatball Ron back so he can deploy it again at a debate. I mean, what Ron is uh, like, or he should call him like Copycat Ron, because all Ron De Sanctimonious is is like uh, this this weird, somewhat more presentable version of Trump that they're trying to push across. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna be pretty let down if it is DeSantis, you know. I, d- I don't think he's got a prayer. I think Trump's got the base. It's his party. He's going to win again. I That's don't know. We're seeing, a ci- we're seeing a civil war, aren't we? We're seeing a civil, civil war, war in the Republican Party, which we pay attention to a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we're always, we're, we're like Will Sommer. We're like Wright Richter. We're always, I don't think he writes Wright Richter. Maybe he does. I don't know. But he's the, he's the number one Republican follower. We're like Dave Weigel. We're we're big Weigel guys. Oh, I like Dave Weigel. We're, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no I have no beef with. Weigel. I like Dave Weigel. Weigel's he's fun. good. He's funny. He likes prog rock. That's cool. Uh, you have to be pretty smart to like prog rock. You definitely have to be a little a little of a thinky thinky person. That's to like right. Prog now rock. I got you using my terminology. Yeah, yeah. We're we're settling we're settling on on the vocabulary. Or have for the shit. Um, I, I like. Um, I I first encountered Dave Weigel not as a news person, but uh, on Mark Prindle, the music reviewer's Facebook page. <laughs> Dave Weigel was just a big commenter on the Mark Prindle Facebook page, and before I knew he was even a Washington Post guy, I was like, "Oh, this guy really likes prog rock. That's cool. I like magma. He has opinions about magma." Wow, William Sanderson is back. <laughs> wow, William Sanderson's back. He's me whenever I'm doing something. Um, I'm just jacking off my dick. Just jacking off my little penis here. Uh, what if your penis had the voice of William Sanderson? I think it would go a little <laughs> something like this. Stop beating me. Stop beating me so much. I'm injured and I'm not tired. And I cannot, I cannot squirt any more goo. That's, and that's the end of, of if William Sanderson was your penis. A fantastic sketch. I cannot squirt any more goo. <laughs> You've, you've masturbated me at least 12 times today. It is difficult. I'm in a constant refractory period. Eight times is too many times. How I'd many hurt, times? I'm hurting. What's your, what's your record? Do you have a record amount of times? Uh, if I, it was probably when I was younger. Um, but, uh, it's, really? I think it's like seven, seven times in a day. Seven was your max? Come yeah, on, I think I got it. it. It hurts, man. After I got like, into after the twenties, I got into the twenties. What? <laughs> what? Is, yeah. So there is a jack off championship. There is like a jack off world champ, but it's for how long you can masturbate without coming. 
And is there a corollary one for like how many times you can come in a single day? There should be. Yeah. I mean, there should be a minimum fluid emission level, right? Yeah. You can't just be dry, you know, dry coming. Yeah. I, I like I if there was that competition and if a trans man entered and he was capable of multiple orgasms and there was this big push of like, he's ruining the integrity of the, of the mm. masturbation. Yeah. Of the masturbation of the They're stealing our sports. They're yeah. coming in and stealing our sports. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, the fucking jack-off competition. Are you telling me you're coming in here with your special You don't abilities? have a refractory period. You yeah. you have all the advantages in multiple this jack-off competition. We yeah. can't bio men can't have multiple <laughs> start a start a bio men type. I was reading um there's like who's some lady in the New York Times is defending J.K. Rowling. I think pa- Pamela, someone. Yeah, and it, it, she's Brett Stevens's wife. She's I calling think. them bio women. Bio, <laughs> bio, bio women. women it sounds like they're resident happen. evil villains. Now nah, it <laughs> sounds like they're type of resident evil. They're a Metroid Prime villain. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you've been playing Metroid Prime recently. Well, yeah, but I immediately was like, okay, let's find a walkthrough. Yeah, well, for for um, Metroidvanias, I'm like, I want to know where to go after I get the boats. I want to mm. know where to go after I get the bombs, because it's like mm. I'm looking. I, I ain't got time to look over these many detailed maps. You know, I got yeah. a fucking kid. I got shit to do. I'm gonna use the walkthrough. I'm sorry. And what the puzzles in Metroid Prime can be very obtuse. It's like you're you're just bombing all around like a big area until you find the one specific wall that you can bomb and uh, but that's why it's good. That's why people like it is because it's like it it doesn't really hold your hand with the puzzle. So I'm I'm just too dumb for the dumb game is what you're saying. You're too dumb for the du- goddamn dumb game. This game was made for children. It's made for little children. Yeah. Uh, well, it was made for children in 2002 when children and everyone was much smarter. Yeah, because they weren't watching politics streaming all the time. They didn't have social media. Yeah, yeah, they weren't. They weren't getting all their opinions from Hassan. Is anyone? Is any of these Zoomer streamers alive? Aware of like the debate about television and what television did to people's brains and the anti-television movement? But you now te- it's well. They only lived in the era of prestige TV. I all swear, they've ever known is seriously is big little liars. They, they're know? all like, "Oh, Breaking Bad. Oh, watching TV makes you smarter." Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because we have we directly can compare it to politics streaming, which which makes yeah, you dumber. Yeah, so like scientists are like, we've studied the effects of watching Twitch streaming versus just normal TV watching, and it turns yeah. out you retain much more IQ. By just yeah. watching normal TV instead of <laughs> Twitch streaming. Yeah. Uh, man, science these days is really advanced um, to do uh, studies. You have to be super, super thinky thinky. Well, it all. I, I, what I predict is there's actually going to be like a strange resurgence in people getting cable because it's going to be like a thing like VHS, <laughs> like streaming services are shitting the bed. You know what and, Comcast did to me? They basically, what, what for, they for, basically forced me to get their cable or their streaming box. They were like, uh, we'll lower your bill, but you have to take a streaming box. And I'm like, fuck, okay. 
So they said, now I just have a streaming box. That's like completely useless. They get a hundred bucks a month out of me, these fuckers. These fuckers. These fuckers. These, God, these, these cable fuckers, yeah. Who's your uh, uh, cable? Who's your cable provider in Canada? You probably have like one government one or something. We have there's we have a duopoly of cable providers. There's either Rogers or Bell, and that's it. And both of them are equally as bad as each other. Is and they're not run by the government. It's private. Uh, well, yeah, it is private. That it's not run sucks. by the government, but they're uh, definitely sub very subsidized having, heavily having by the government. The government is has. stupid. You got to make the government run those. Yeah, it, I mean, it would be much better if the government ran. See, those, we're but, doing uh, leftist. We're doing leftist stuff now. We're yeah, we're politics streamers now. We're you doing know, leftist but, shit. I think monopolies should what, be like, run by the government, which is not even necessarily a leftist thing, anyway. So. I have my secret crackpot theory of yes, I think we could convert more people to leftism by only focusing on how much cable companies suck. Everyone hates cable companies. Even the most ardent pro-capitalist person on earth hates well, cable yeah. companies. Okay, but just the, like what I was just saying, though, like the government, just the government taking over monopolies does not mean a more just and equal society. So no, you gotta, but <laughs> gotta. There's more parts to the story than that. No, the government. As soon as the government takes over the cable companies, everything will be fine. Yeah, then they'll you know, be like, "There's and no now more are work we to do after that." All the wealth that Comcast made. Yeah, be funny, yeah. and the Republican uh, Republicans would get in power, and then they would immediately uh, defund it and only put on the right wing propaganda. It's uh, it's uh, it's very funny to me that like PBS. It I guess it doesn't really have any sort of. Uh, necessarily any sort of political leaning although it seems like people more in the liberal and left of center uh area care about pbs and public broadcasting they, oh you you think they don't have a political leaning they do they do they yeah, do when it comes to foreign policy yeah but it's centrist foreign policy all, like when i say don't have a political they're leaning, always like, I, I mean like, they're like as great a, news a dictator in chile has been overthrown yeah, <laughs> here's a uh, here's stories on the ground from PBS reporter who's gonna hear about how bad the dictator was, and how yeah. the guys who got rid of him, uh, named Jack Smith of the Foreign Intelligence Office, is a great guy, and now yeah. he's the he runs Chile. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what PBS uh, is like. Yeah. But that's like, that's something that most people in America would agree with, you know, not just exclusively right-wing people. But yeah, we also used to centrist. all be down with uh, really interventionist uh, foreign policies, you know, and making sure communist countries can't make it. We used to love that as a country. Everyone, yeah, everyone loved that. It everyone was, like, was, was right on board. Yeah, we're like, Chile, are they communists? Maybe? Fucking better get rid of that guy. Get him. Get him. Gotta put agent jack smith in there that's him that's the guy <coughs> um yeah but yeah it always struck me as weird that like republicans never tried to take over pbs as sort of a and turn it into this like right-wing i guess it's already a right-wing propaganda machine, oh they but did even more of they're, a right-wing they're propaganda. secretly they're secretly woke they're doing a they're doing a, a false flag by making everything woke <laughs> It's actually far yeah, right. right people doing it, you know. That's it's a far right people that are uh, are trying to get 
Well, so you uh, know critical you know, race theory. Yeah, you know Dumpling CRT. Cop. You know Dumpling Cop on Twitter. Dumpling Cop. Yeah, I think she's a she's she's from Toronto too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's the lady who got mad at a white lady making a dumpling recipe book. Yeah. And so she name searches for Dumpling Cop. So do not tweet out Dumpling Cop or the Dumpling Cop. We'll get mad at you. <laughs> dumpling cop will come, yeah. You don't want to summon the dumpling cop. Yeah. Um, so, uh, she's like a right-wing agent, in my opinion. <laughs> she, she is someone sure. who is only a sower of discord, a she sower of like, chaos. She's like, goes into places and is like, how can I stir up some mischief in the left? Oh, yeah. they're, ma- they're trying to make recipe books? Not on my watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do that. Well, she also has another famous tweet where it's like... Uh, uh, oh, Scarborough in the summer, it smells of curry and B.O. or something like that. Oh, man. She <laughs> said that? Yeah, that was one of hers. See, yeah. that's what I mean. <laughs> well, Super right-wing. fucking dumpling cup. Right-wing agent. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're, I think you know what? I might be one, too. Yeah, we. I think we. you would be right in suspecting us to, to be secret right-wing agents. We're called House of Decline. You know, our politics are dumb. We're incoherent. You know, we, all, we're t- we talk about Keffels. Yeah, I want, and you know, as as was said on the 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 Last of Us from last yeah. evening, yeah, something something something, don't trust everybody all the time or something like that. I don't right, know. Yeah. I can't can't remember, but the lady said it to the little girl, and she was like, "Don't don't necessarily trust everybody," and that's how you should be with anyone in media. Don't trust yeah. them. Yeah, except yeah. for except for like cool guys, except for. Except for guys who are cool and make cool comics and make you laugh and yeah, tell, you, tell yeah. you to go to patreon.com slash house of decline. If anyone or the president tells you that, do it. Yeah. Joe Biden tells you that. You should absolutely do that. Because, you know, he's Diamond Joe. Huh. So it turns out Chop Suey was actually kind of um, put on a, was blacklisted from radio. Because of the oh, after 9-11, it was black? Oh, yeah, because of but the suicide I think, mentioned. I think it was also just the suicide thing, because people were so sad after 9-11 that they were like, maybe we don't want to be, like, pumping the word suicide into people's ears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they should have... It was only... What were the popular songs immediately after 9-11? Well, it was, it was like a bunch of opportunistic country music, like, Where were you in the build? Where <laughs> were you when the world stopped turning? Yeah. Yeah. Who was that? Lee Greenwood? I don't. I don't know. That was. But yeah, everyone had their set. Or man, even like, have you ever listened to the song "Beer for My Horses" by who's it by again? I think it's a Toby Keith song. And they roped poor Willie Nelson into singing "Beer for My Horses," and it like in the song it describes a lynching party uh, <laughs> of like going to lynch some Muslims, and poor old Willie Nelson. <laughs> Uh, is uh, is in this song because that was that was the style back then. That was the style in two thousand two. Because uh, justice is the one thing you should always find. You gotta saddle up your boys and you draw a hard line. When the gun smoke settles, we'll sing a victory tune and we'll all meet back at the local saloon and we'll raise up our glasses against evil forces singing whiskey for my men, beer for my horses. Uh, yeah, haunting. T- terrifying lyrics. Uh, Grandpappy told my pappy, back in the day, son, a man had to answer for the wicked that he done. Take all the rope in Texas, find a tall oak tree, 
round up all them bad boys, hang them high in the street for all the people to see. Who were the bad boys you were? they were rounding up, Toby Keith? Ter they were terrorists, Alex. <laughs> okay, and we put them, we did not lynch them. We put them in Guantanamo Bay for that, the rest of their lives. Oftentimes, without charging them, which is illegal, yeah. actually. But uh, I digress. But uh, whiskey for my men and beer for my horses, right. Steven. That's the important thing is kill your animals by giving them alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the American but way. But th they'll be so funny, you know, when they're stumbling around and, you know, they'll they'll be saying, like, they'll be getting weepy. They'll be saying, I love you, man. I, I love you so much. But it's a horse, so he's just going <laughs> to. This is this is the comedy drunk horse hour. Was that Bojack Horseman? That's Bojack Horseman. What was that? What was that? a Bojack Horseman reference? Yeah, we're really big into Bojack Horseman. We're really... It really articulated my problems with depression really well. I didn't know I was depressed until I saw a cartoon horse talk about it so so eloquently. There, That must actually have happened. Like, there must have been a bunch of people that realized that they were depressed because of BoJack Horseman. Yeah. <laughs> Which is such okay, a funny so thing. Okay, so first thing that happened to me was I heard a chop suey, and I, <laughs> I learned about suicide. And then the very next day, I watched BoJack Horseman, and I learned about depression, and it just clicked. Yeah, man. I had never thought about it. Before, until it came out of a horse, you know? <laughs> I I had just never, you know, because I never heard a human say those things. But, you know, it's just so much more real when it's coming out of a cartoon horse. Well, I don't know why this hypothetical should, Everyone person. should go send the streamer Silvervale their condolences on being harassed for streaming. We didn't even talk about it, and we were out of time, but we didn't even talk about Hogwarts legacy Hogwarts right which legacy. has been driving people insane this game yeah. has been making people go crazy i don't yeah. play games i only play metroid prime <laughs> that's so not I, a game that's a lifestyle <laughs> uh yeah you got yeah, me with Hog that one it is Hogwarts. <laughs> i mean Hogwarts I, Legacy, this incredibly mediocre it game. It looks horrible. Yeah. Like, just don't, you don't even have to not buy it to turn. Just don't buy it because it's a shitty game. <laughs> the game looks bad and stupid. Yeah. And everyone is like, but I have to play it. <laughs> They're telling me not to. And I've always wanted, what if Harry Potter could dodge roll? I need to know if Harry Potter could dodge roll! You don't even play as Harry Potter. Yeah. You have to invent a character. It's stupid. It's I, dumb. Like, I don't know. It's like, imagine if George Lucas was transphobic. Okay? Like... I haven't played Jedi Fallen Order, and I'm not going to play <laughs> Jedi Fallen Order. And I don't... It's like... You should be playing Metroid Prime Remastered. And that's it. Maybe Animal Crossing. No other uh, games. You got shit to do. Come on. Yeah. Only... Yeah, only the Nintendo tent poles. That's all you have time for I is love, the Nintendo tent I poles. love people like that who are like... <laughs> All, the only game you need is Breath of the Wild, asshole. 
Why are you even playing another game? I love the Nintendo fanboys. Yeah, I am. I'm a Nintendo fanboy. I I I go after all their products. I was in a GameStop the other day and I stared at a shy guy action figure for a good 15 minutes before you know. This is obviously yeah. a waste of money. I, I shouldn't know. buy this, but I really want the shy guy action figure. I you oh were my god! Be like, I pulled out a gun and took a shit. <laughs> <laughs> then they had to give it to me yeah. <laughs> give me the shy guy or I'm gonna give me the shy guy take a shit right here with my gun yeah that's cool that's how dude. all bank robberies are gonna go down that's now. cool you were in GameStop I never go places anymore I went to the like Rite Aid today that's it I talked to the that's pharmacy cool guy we were talking that's cool we're friends now <laughs> That's yeah. That's dude. What we are do. friends. Should... We're tight now. He'll reflavor my medicine. I went there and I was he'll like, reflavor your medicine. He'll, like, he'll put the Cheeto dust back I'm, on your. This is citrus. I need it to be bubble gum. And he was like, "Shit, mm. okay, give me that." <laughs> he reflavored it. I mean, mm-hmm. he just put the bubble gum flavor on top of citrus, but it worked. Worked on me. <laughs> <laughs> there you like, go. I can take you this know, medicine that's... now. It's bubble gum. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that's Lexapro, bubblegum Lexapro. That's right. I need that's the only way I can take my meds. Mm-hmm. Is if they're flavored like bubblegum. Yeah. <laughs> what what if they what if they had cum flavored meds? What if you have to this this pill will make you live, but it tastes like the worst cum on earth, like the worst cum you've ever tasted, and it is distinctly cum tasting. As soon as you'll taste it. Even if you've never sucked a dick before, even if your tongue has not interacted with semen in any way, you will know instantly, oh, this is cum. This and is I've, and cum. it's like life-saving medicine that yeah, I have to it's, take. It's, and I it's have to chemotherapy. Drink, I have to yeah. drink gallons of it. Yeah. You have to drink gallons. Yeah. Would you take the, the elixir of life if it tasted like the nastiest cum? If it was like a guy that only cum. eats like, pork like, chops. If you drink 70 gallons of cum, no joke, you yeah. will never die. <laughs> okay but you have to drink 70 gallons of cum. 70 gallons of cum would you do it yeah you, well for me yeah it's either I'm, I'm fine with cum i can stomach a lot of cum really like how how quickly do i have to like drink you, it can you, it be over I the guess, course of I my guess, life or i guess because there's like no, 70 gallons in a week i guess the real reason is because there's no milk and cum that's why you can uh, ingest so much of it if it was milk yeah yeah based, i'm not lactose intolerant i'm not cum intolerant yeah. <laughs> if it was milk based you'd, you'd be uh on a different uh, in a different category there altogether i think there are people that are allergic to semen yes which is a, yes it's yeah. true it's i remember reading about that as a teen and you know i was like reading everything i could about the human body because mm. i was going through something known as puberty so i was vastly interested in all the different things that can happen like your yeah. balls never appearing and just being trapped inside of you. And you just have a, an empty sack that you can just... You were afraid it? that was going to happen? You just were afraid like, your balls wouldn't descend? Yeah. Well, what if there's no balls in there? You just got a sack. That would be nuts. You would probably have that weird, like, blood vessel thing that lives in there. You know? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know it's the It's like vessel. a grid of blood vessels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's very weird. Well, here's what I think. I think you should all go down to patreon.com slash house of decline. 
and you should subscribe. $3 a month gets you 30 comics a month. $5 gets you four extra podcasts plus the 30 extra comics. Uh, $10 gets you, uh, I forget what $10 is. $25 gets you commissions. $10 you get to see the commissions as well. You get you fan also get requests. To stuff. You get fan yeah. requests at the $10 level. You can, you can make a fan request. Uh, you yeah. also get access to the Discord with any amount that you decide that you want to subscribe and a discord is real fun. You can join the community and you can check out houseofdecline.com to see all the comics there and see our backlog of episodes. And uh, hope everyone has a great week. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.